What team do you love to hate the most? Plus, we read your emails on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. On today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, we ask the very subjective question, who is the LA Kings' biggest rival? We also have another rival report, and we also will talk about uh, your emails as it is Friday, and we get into the Locked on LA Kings email inbox my name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in the sports media business for almost 30 years. For the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years, and also a lifelong LA Kings fan. Rivalries can be a very fun part of sports. Some rivalries have a deep history, but a lot of rivalries can ebb and flow. Look no further than the Red Wings and Avalanche in the mid to late 90s. It was one of the greatest rivalries in sports for a brief period of time and also the subject of a great ESPN documentary called Unrivaled. I very much recommend you check that out if you're a hockey fan. You don't have to be an Abs or a Wings fan to enjoy it. Uh, but it's not a rivalry anymore between the Avalanche and the Red Wings. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that the LA Kings had a very brief and intense rivalry with the Chicago Blackhawks. Back-to-back seasons in 2012 and 2013, the two teams met with some big stakes on the line, appearance in the Stanley Cup final at stake. In 2012, the Blackhawks won in five games, went on to win their second Stanley Cup in three years. And the next year in 2013, the Kings won in seven games against Chicago to capture their second Stanley Cup in three years eventually. Now when the Kings and Blackhawks play, it's pretty much just another game. So rivalries can be um, a subject of the circumstances in which they're played in. And then the two teams that suddenly, uh, you know, jump up to be contenders and then eh, kind of take a, take a back seat a few, few seasons later. So I asked the question, what is your favorite team to hate? And there's no wrong answer. Really? Um, It's kind of like asking who your favorite player is. It's personal. Uh, it can be rooted in some very logical reason or maybe something not at all. Uh, there's a team that I uh, have started to root against, and it, it, it doesn't really make any sense because I don't really care about this team, but it happens that I work with a very annoying fan of this team. <laughs> and so because of that, uh, I'm, I'm basically more rooting against him than the team, but he's an LA Clippers fan. Like, how can you hate the LA Clippers? They've never done anything to anyone. Uh, but <laughs> this guy I work with is such an annoying Clippers fan that I actually do root against them because I, I like seeing him be miserable. That, that may sound mean. I don't, you know, you, if you're a sports fan, you get it. It doesn't always have to make sense. It doesn't always have to be logical. Um, so I would like to know, uh, what team you love to hate. Uh, you can certainly, if you're watching on YouTube, you can answer in the comments below. Um, and if you want to send me an email to read on next Friday's show, if you have, if you feel like you have an amusing and entertaining story about a team you love to hate, uh, I'd love to hear it. It's uh, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. Now, the obvious answer for me is the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I hated those stupid movies. Uh, I, it rubbed me the wrong way that Disney 
basically bought a team and used it just to kind of you know market their stuff. Um, it should be said, honestly, now I am actually a huge Disney fan later in life. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I love the Marvel movies. Uh, and my wife and I go to Disneyland every Friday. It's our thing to do. After I record this show, we're going to Disneyland. It's like our little date uh, date day thing we do every week. So I've actually become a huge Disney fan. But at the time when the Ducks came around, I didn't really care much for Disney. I thought it was lame that they made that movie and then made a they made a professional team based on that movie. I didn't like the logo. I thought the Mighty Ducks name was dumb. I didn't like their colors. So I didn't like anything about them. And uh it translated somewhat onto the ice where uh, I mean they're the they're the they're the, they're the game other than like a playoff game or something really meaningful. They're the team I want to beat the most uh, of any other team in the NHL. And I do like one of my best friends is a Ducks fan. We actually don't really talk much about it because I don't I think we we don't want to you know piss each other off. But that's my answer. To me, it's it's the Ducks. Um, and by the way, I, I actually have to acknowledge those Mighty Ducks movies were influential in getting a lot of people out of a certain age to become hockey fans. So you know, I'll give them their due. But like I said, I I didn't care for those movies. Um, so the Ducks is the answer for me. But let's be honest. There's not really a rivalry between the teams. Maybe there is between the fans, the fan bases. Um, but, I mean, they've met once in the playoffs. Now, thankfully, the Kings won that series in seven games in Anaheim. I was there to see that. That was one of my favorite L.A. Kings victories of all time. Um, but there's no... Is there really any bad blood between the two teams? Especially now that a guy like Corey Perry isn't around anymore. Um you know, do you think Andre Kopitar dislikes the Ducks any more than he dislikes any other team? I, I, I really don't think so, um, which is kind of unfortunate. It would be nice if there was something between the two teams that legitimately made it a, a rivalry, but it doesn't really feel like it, to be honest. When you watch those games, it's not more intense or more physical or anything else than any other game. But that's my answer. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, for me, are the team that I absolutely love to hate. Now, some of you might think the Kings' biggest rival is the San Jose Sharks. Um, there is that whole SoCal, NoCal thing. Now, I grew up in Central California, so I, I, there's lots of things about the Bay Area I, I enjoy, and I visited and enjoyed it, and obviously, I've lived in Southern California now most of my life. I don't plan on going anywhere else. I love LA, to quote Randy Newman. Um, so the, 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 I get the sports aspect of it, but there it goes beyond that, right? There are people in Northern California that don't like people from Southern California and vice versa. I think that's kind of amusing personally, uh, but I do definitely get the, the sports rivalry of it. And, and there's no greater California sports rivalry than the Dodgers Giants. And that is a, a at times a, 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 you know, it's been a. Uh, a rivalry that's crossed the line a few times with fans uh, over the years, but that's the real thing. That 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 rivalry is something that's legit, and it doesn't even matter, frankly, uh, whether the two teams are good or not. They're always going to hate each other. There's always going to be something more to a Dodgers Giants game because of that no cal so cal rivalry. And I think you could legitimately say the same thing about the Kings and the Sharks. Now I, I'm going to at some point talk to um, the Locked On Sharks host and have him as a guest here. Um, and we're going to talk about the rivalry for sure. But I would be willing to bet most Sharks fans would say their biggest rival is the L.A. Kings. And there is something to be said for the playoff meetings they've had uh, in recent history. Uh, the Kings have played the Sharks in four of their last seven postseason appearances. Um, they have split those four meetings. Of course, the, the greatest one for Kings fans was in 2012 when the Kings were down three games to nothing and came all the way back to stun the Sharks 
in that Game 7 on their way to winning their first Stanley Cup title. I'm sure that is something that still does not sit well uh, with Sharks fans. But like I said, Kings-Sharks is a legit, I think, rivalry just based on the meetings in the playoffs. And a lot of times, playoff meetings can really stoke a, a good rivalry. I would have said last year, if you asked me who the Kings' biggest rival was, t- taking my personal feelings out of it, I would have said the Calgary Flames just because of Matthew Kachuk alone. Uh, when Kachuk and, and Drew Doughty were on the ice in the game, you could feel there was bad blood legitimately between those two guys, and it, and it, it seeped into the rest of the, 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 the two teams. Um, that was a real fun, brief, intense rivalry. But now that Matthew Kachuk is gone, he's been shipped off to Florida. I think that that kind of ends things, to be honest with you. We'll see. But I would say Flames and Kings, not much of a rivalry now that Matthew Kachuk has left. I also think you could make an argument for Kings Oilers that it's a budding rivalry that could get going here in the near future. Now, of course, they played in the playoffs last year, seven game series. Uh, the Oilers pulling it out. Um, and I think that helps to kind of set the stage. But I think going into next season, I think most quote-unquote experts, if you're going to ask and predict the, the the best teams in the Pacific, I think a lot of people are going to say Oilers-Kings 1-2. Um, there'll be some. I think the Kings will be a fashionable dark horse pick to win the division. I think the Oilers are clearly the team to pick at this point because they brought back Evander Kane. They still have McDavid and Dreisaitl. They upgraded in net and bringing in Jack Campbell. So I would I would pick the Oilers to win the division. Uh, but I think there's a lot of other people are going to pick the Kings. I think a lot of people are going to pick the the Oilers and Kings one two in the preseason predictions coming up for this coming season. I'm guessing it would be maybe like seventy thirty Oilers to Kings. Um, but I could totally see them meeting again in the playoffs this coming season. And if that happens, then you've got a very interesting budding rivalry between the Oilers. And the king. So I ask again, who do you love to hate the most and why? Um, like I said, it's a totally personal decision. No right or wrong answer. If you have an amusing story or something that you want to share as far as who is the team in the NHL you love to hate the most, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com. That is E D D I E. I look forward to hearing your responses. Now, I play beer league hockey twice a week, and uh, when I go play, I'd like to get a little boost of something, like a little energy something, but I don't want to eat a meal and be all, you know, blogged down, logged down when I get on the ice because my stomach is full. So, what I do is I reach for a built bar, especially the new cookie dough chunk puff built bar. It is real cookie chunks covered in 100% real chocolate. That can't be good for you, right? No, you're wrong. It actually is built bar. Is made with collagen proteins, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Why not eat something that tastes good and is good for you? Go to Built.com to snag a box of your own uh, and for your family. Or you, if you want, you could not tell your family and, and hide it for yourself and, and, and just be selfish. Uh, if you play hockey like me, you could hide it in your hockey bag because my wife wouldn't come within 10 feet of that stinky thing. But anyway, uh, if you'd like a snack for your workout, uh, late night treat, or you just grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar. And it tastes better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar, and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your order. Again, that is Built.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15. 
Uh, still no update on the Kings re-signing defenseman Mikey Anderson or Sean Dersey. Uh, when that happens, we'll definitely be talking about it, but no no update there. Uh, but it is a Friday, and if you've listened for uh, any length of time, you know that uh, since I've taken over as your host, uh, we've made Fridays a segment. We've had a segment on Fridays where we read listener emails. Uh, and so we're going to do that. And our first one comes from Eric and Anna. Uh, and Eric writes, uh, my daughter Anna and I are big LA Kings fans. We have watched each of your YouTube streams and are loving it. Uh, we were wondering if you have any insights to uh, how Kevin Fiala is doing and feeling about coming to play in LA. Also, do you have any videos or interviews of him? Uh, just a suggestion. It may enhance your show. Maybe add some visuals of stats and videos when you can. Much appreciated. And that is from Eric and Anna. And they close it out by saying, go Kings, go. Uh, actually, Eric, I, I, I sent you an email today and, and if, I don't know if you've seen it, but I will also tell you here that, uh, they just dropped an interview with Kevin Fiala on the, all the Kings men podcast with Jesse Cohen and Zach Dooley. Um, I have not even had a chance to check it out yet, but I will over the weekend. So there's some new content for you right there. I did um, also tweet out a link on our Twitter account at locked on LA Kings. So, uh, yeah, go check that out, and uh, let's hear what Kevin Fiala says about uh, joining the Kings. I know there was an interview he did earlier uh, with members of the media where he obviously talked about how excited he was, but uh, actually hearing his voice in an interview, you can you can check that out again on all the Kings Men podcasts. And by the way, I have no issue at all with promoting uh, other content um, that's out there for the LA Kings. Um, certainly, that the all, all the Kings Men podcast is a, is a great podcast for you guys to check out. Um, I look at it as kind of friendly competition with both of those guys and others. Um, you know, John Hoven over at Mayor's Manor does a great job as well. Um, I think there is enough of a need for content uh, involving the LA Kings that we can all kind of play our part in this. And uh, so, like I said, if there's something that those guys do that I think you should know about or that's something that I think you'll enjoy, I have no problem at all promoting those guys. Like I said, I think it's a healthy competition uh, for Kings fans to listen to my show and their show and everything else. Uh, Anthony in Reno uh, checks in. He said he was born and raised in the San Fernando Valley. He says, love the content you're putting out. Uh, my passion is is hockey, so through the summer, it's nice to have um, Kings talk um, and hear your opinion on the Kings. Uh, he says, regarding Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson, I truly believe that they will sign Quick at the end of the year. We just don't have the depth in net to let go of Quick, and I don't see him playing for another team. I also think that they'll give Peterson every opportunity to take the net, and if it doesn't happen, I see them trading him and getting a cheaper version uh, we still have Jonathan Quick for two more years, is what is what uh, Anthony is predicting. Uh, he also says, trade Iafalo and play Kaliev, Byfield, and Velarde and Kupari. Let them grow. He says, that is all. Have a great day, and go Kings, go. Um, I think there's a problem, unfortunately, Anthony, with your idea of trading Cal Peterson. Uh, he doesn't have much value at this point. Um, and I don't see uh, many teams out there Wanting to pay a, a goaltender who hasn't proven that he's even a, a you know a legitimate number one option, five million dollars a year, which is what he's going to make over the next three years. Now the Kings could trade him and take on part of his salary and pay part of it, but I don't know that the Kings want to do that either. Do they want to pay for a goaltender that's not on their roster? Um, so I, I think it's problematic uh, to trade Cal Peterson. Um, we'll see what happens, but I think Cal's going to be an LA King for the next three seasons at least. And um, uh, yeah, they've, 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 they've invested in Cal and I think uh, we'll see how it works out, but there's, it, it's a big question mark going forward for this year. 
Uh, as far as trading Ayafalo and, and playing uh, some of the younger guys, um, that's certainly an option. Um, if you don't want to pay a third-line uh, player like Alex Ayafalo $5 million a year uh, and give these other guys a chance, I could actually see that, that happening. But I also think Alex Ayafalo would be a great third-line player. So um, we'll see where that goes. But I, I could see that happening um, more than I could see Cal Peterson being traded. Our final email comes from Mike in Camarillo. Uh, and uh, Mike, I did edit your email down a bit. It was it was quite lengthy uh, for our purposes here, but I hope uh, I got the gist of, of some of the things that you were trying to say. Uh, Mike said, I've really been enjoying getting daily Kings commentary and content. You have some great takes and have provided me with Kings info that I hadn't heard anywhere else. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that. He says, uh, here are some ideas for future so- shows. He says, maybe many shows. He says, uh, you could break down Rob Blake's top three trades since taking over as GM. You mentioned one of them recently, and that was when we uh, what we got for Jake Muzzin, which was a trade that I personally think was his best, talking about uh, Rob Blake's best. He said, maybe do a segment on his worst trades or signings, uh, as well as his best moves and signings. He said, you could do the same thing for coaches. He says, I am more of a Todd McClellan fan, though I still think he isn't creative enough with his lines. Personally, I don't think Byfield has earned anything yet. Last year, he should have spent the majority of time in the AHL. Let him prove himself uh, there first. He says Kupari, too. He says, you could also talk a bit about the Kings scouting department, best and worst picks in the Rob Blake GM era. Uh, Mike, thank you very much uh, for the email and for the ideas about future segments. And uh, maybe great minds think alike, because I have been planning to do pretty much the exact thing that you have suggested um, in upcoming shows, I do plan to look at um, Rob Blake's um, moves since he's taken over as GM, uh, what have been uh, his major trades that have worked and have not worked, what about the signings he's made that have worked and have not worked. Um, as far as the scouting goes, I, I don't know that you can put Rob Blake on the hook for what the scouting department has done, but I do plan on looking at um, Mark Yanetti, the director of amateur scouting, and what the Kings have done in his tenure and what has worked and what hasn't. Um, also, would look at Todd McClellan and the coaching staff as well to uh, kind of go into them a bit. Um, and also, I mentioned it earlier when I brought up the San Jose Sharks, but in the coming weeks, we are definitely going to be talking to some of the other locked-on hosts of fellow Pacific Division teams. And I plan on, if they're willing, to get an interview with all of the other locked on hosts for all the other Pacific division teams and get a preview of what their teams have done in the off season, what those hosts feel, um, you know, about their teams going forward. Uh, the teams that the Kings will be competing against for obviously playoff positions and, uh, maybe even get their thoughts on what they think about the LA Kings as a, uh, as a competitor, uh, for playoff spots in the Pacific Pacific division, this year, So those things are all uh, going to be coming up in the coming weeks. And uh, Mike, I- I'm pretty sure you're going to be looking forward to that because, like I said, you and I are pretty much on the same page as far as some of the things that I want to do in the coming weeks as we get closer and closer to September, to rookie camp, to training camp, to preseason, then eventually the regular season. And then once we get really into September, uh, my-, my plan is to start having a lot of L.A. Kings guests on here to talk about the Kings and the upcoming season. Guys like... Uh, you know, Jim Fox, um, you know, some of the other reporters that cover the cover the L.A. Kings as well. So I'm um, looking forward to to doing that going forward. Thank you very much to everyone who emailed this week. Thank you to Anthony. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to Eric and Anna. And uh, if you have any uh, emails and suggestions you'd like to pass along again, the email address is locked on Eddie at gmail dot com. I know I had to change on the 
Twitter account, it, it had on there like information um, and it had the lock. There was a, there's a locked on LA Kings at Gmail email address that I guess has been used in the past. I don't know how to access that. I don't, I've, I've been given the password, but I still can't log into it. It's a, it's a Gmail thing. Um, so if you've sent emails there and I haven't read them, I apologize, but I, I can't access that email address. So if you have something you've sent there, maybe you could forward that to me at locked on Eddie, at gmail.com. Just a reminder that the Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. We've got a quick Pacific Division rival reports, and uh, we're talking about the Calgary Flames again. Uh, You might have missed it, but they signed newly acquired forward Jonathan Huberto to an eight-year, $84 million contract extension. So it looks like Jonathan Huberto is going to end his career in a Calgary Flames uniform. Uh, the Flames acquired Huberto f- from Florida last month in that blockbuster deal involving Matthew Kachuk. Uh, the trade left Calgary without its two leading scorers for the next season, um, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. But they add a very talented veteran player in Jonathan Huberto, who was a over a hundred point player a year ago. So it uh, would have been nice from a Kings perspective if Jonathan Huberto decided um, after this season, he would walk away from Calgary as well. Um, but the flames are going to take a step back, I believe um, because they've lost Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kuchuk, but Jonathan Huberto is a very good player for them going forward. And they still have a talented roster. And I, I, I still think they're going to be in competition for a playoff spot come next season. To keep up to date on this show and what's going on with the LA Kings, please follow us on Twitter. We are at Locked on LA Kings. And again, if you'd like to send me an email with any comments about anything I talk about during the week uh, or, or the specific uh, you know subject I threw out there about the team that you love to hate the most, who you think the Kings' biggest rival is as far as in your eyes, it's uh, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Hey, thank you very much for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, I'd really appreciate it if you would pass along um, you know, the fact that I'm doing these shows uh, five days a week to any Kings friends that you have. Now, uh, again, thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Make your second listen Locked on NHL to get up to date on everything that's going on in the NHL. Our Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey with Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening to Friday's show uh, or for watching on YouTube. Um, and uh, we will uh, wish you a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Friday with another edition of Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia reminding you as always, Go Kings Go!